What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Sports Medicine Broadcast, a podcast to promote and improve your practice as an athletic trainer. I've got Brandon Hearn. He's with Compex. And then I've got John Seco and I've got Sophia Mata. And we're talking about the product. And Brandon's also got Dave there to be a test uh, subject. And so we're going to kind of put it on and, and show, demonstrate some of the stuff that we've been talking about. But um, we got this device at Pastina because we wanted to help improve the recovery and just the the um, compliance with the workouts for our athletes. And so, in you know, the best way to do it is to, to try it out, to test it out. And so that's what we did. So if you want to check out this conversation later, again, it's sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash Compex Live. So sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash Compex Live. It'll have kind of some of the questions we've asked, the answers, the links, anything, any resources mentioned there. But Sophia is going to be watching the, the live stream on Facebook. If you've got questions, jump in, type them in there. We'll do our best to get all of those answered. So, um, Brendan, John, why don't you guys say hello real quick and then we'll get to some of the questions. Good morning. This is Brendan Hearn. I'm with uh, Compex Senior Director for. Uh, North America and product guru for uh, for Compax USA. Morning, everybody. John Seco once again. Official title, product guru. Uh, senior director, but uh, <laughs> I, I'm the I'm the guy behind the Dave and I are the guys behind the curtain creating all the new stuff you're gonna see or may have seen in market. So, so specifically the products that we have to test out, I have the Compax Fix here, which is like the massage gun. So most athletic trainers have seen the Theragun, the Fix, or the Hypervolt. Um, They've seen those in some form or fashion. So we'll talk about those a little bit uh, here because we have those here at Pasadena. And then John also has the Compex Edge, just like we do here. Like, yep. So John's showing it in camera, except for the live stream is facing me. So they can't see you anyways, John. <clears throat> All right. I'm not All showing right. it now. <laughs> you quit. <laughs> All right. Um, so the first thing, you know, I, I talked to Rick Stassi or actually Mike McKinney talked to Rick Stassi on the sports medicine broadcast mirror in Las Vegas. And so we've learned some from there. And then I've called Rick twice just to talk about the, the complex. And uh, we, we are interested in the resistance training. And I want to know, um, like the best the best uses of the compacts, the compacts uh, edge or the the NMES units, in your opinion, Brandon. So, what's the the best number one reported use for the compacts? So, really, for for compacts, the, the two main things that we teach and we preach, and the best results we see is number one, we can clear lactic acid in seven minutes or less. We've proven it through uh, blood work that we can clear lactic acid in about six minutes and thirty six seconds. So if you think about that, that's pretty substantial. There's nothing else in the market that exists from compression boots to recovery rollers to massage guns, percussion guns. Nothing else will get that lactic acid out of anywhere faster than you can with compacts. So um, really the program on the blood flow is, is kind of a three-in-one. So clearing the lactic acid, right, really, really important. That's part one. But the same program uh, – allows you to also warm up a muscle group. So people that have difficulty, you know, warming up certain areas due to old injuries or, you know, tightness or whatever it might be, that same program that gives you that blood flow for the for the recovery will allow you to warm up a muscle group. And then really kind of the last thing that that same program does is allows you to uh, travel, right? So people that sit on airline or airlines or in car rides for a long period of time or on trains or however you're traveling, you know, there's nothing comfortable about sitting for long periods of time. So you can actually use the complex while you sit to get that blood flow down through those, you know, um, you know, feet, your ankles, your calves, whatever it might be to really kind of help you. So that's really kind of all in one, the pre warm up program. So that's one of the main programs that we preach and we talk about. Um, and then the second reason or program that we use with Compex for almost everyone is the resistance program. And what that does, it allows you to fire and recruit 100% of your muscle fibers. So we sponsor a wide variety of athletes, you know, from Matt Fraser to Phil Heath to Nathan Florence. Those athletes are at the top of their game. They're the best of their best. But if you actually were to ask them to isolate, recruit 100% of their muscle fibers in one area, it's physically impossible unless you're in the flight or fight situation. So with Compex, every single time that act, the, the muscle contracts under load under Compex, it's at 100% capacity every single time. And it doesn't care if you're tired, you're sore, you don't feel good. 
it's still going to recruit and isolate 100% of that muscle fiber. And we can target your fast twitch uh, muscle fibers or your slow twitch uh, muscle fibers. So in a nutshell, you can recover faster and you can get bigger, faster, and stronger. All right. Well, so who wouldn't want that, right? All right. So right. you were talking about the blood flow cycle uh, or the blood flow program. So looking at the Compex, Sophia, what are those ones that are on the Compex Edge 2.0? Uh, yes, it's uh, endurance, resistance, training, recovery, and pain relief tents. All right, so the endurance, resistance, pain relief, recovery, and then training. I think I just said those right. But um, so which one, which one of those is most like the blood flow that you're talking about? So you can get blood flow in the recovery program because the the device actually starts out for the first first five minutes of the program are at eight hertz. So the uh, Performance and Sport Elite and Wireless and Mini Device all have a program called Pre Warm Up inside of it that stays at 8 hertz the entire time. It never changes. So the entire duration of that program is at 8 hertz. However, in the Edge model, the active recovery, the recovery uh, program inside there still starts at 8 hertz. So it goes 8 hertz, 7 hertz, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. So again, that will still clear that lactic acid out in the six minutes because it's it holds about eight hertz for five minutes, then drops down to seven hertz, it's getting all that lactic acid out of there. So you can use that to warm up as well for about five minutes, and you can also use it on travel. So it'll do the same thing. It's just, it's program selection, right? Right. All right, so let's talk a little bit more about the um, the recovery setting. Uh, I, again, we'll get to the resistance setting, but you know, since we kind of mentioned that first, the recovery setting. So you want to recruit 100% of the muscles. So let's let's focus on quads. And mm-hmm. uh, I got to switch cameras there. So we're going to focus on quads. And so the normal, what I would think is you want to paste, place the pads to the extent, the ends of the muscle. So like at the at the insertion and origin of the muscle, right? So like right. with the quads, I've split it, put one pad on the VMO, one, one pad on the vastus lateralis, the outside of the, the quad, and then the the two by four or the long pad up at the top of the quad. So is that the optimal pad placement or does the pad placement affect the hundred percent recruitment? So, you know, on the recovery programs and the pre warm up, we're not recruiting a hundred percent of the muscle because we're, we're not asking the muscle to contract. We're just activating the muscle to get it to, to work, to pump that blood flow through. So, you know, it's mimicking when you go, when you start rolling or you're compressing the muscle, what you're doing is you're squeezing or you're pushing that muscle to get that blood flow through. So on the recovery, the pre warm-up programs, it's just uh, forcing the muscle to twitch at a really light capacity, which is sending that blood flow through, bringing that fresh oxygen through. So on the pad placement on the recovery program, it isn't as critical to be a hundred, you know, hundred percent on on the insertion and origin. So you don't have to be exactly on the VMO. You can actually um, on the device. I run the two by four. You can do like a kind of a full recovery leg flush. So you can put the two by four on the top of the quad. The other two by four on the bottom. You can try to like run right between the VMO and the lateral, and then you can go a black electrode on the tops, uh, red on the bottom. So you could technically do one channel on the right quad one channel on the left quad, a third channel on the hamstring, and a fourth channel on the left hamstring. So you could actually be flushing the entire leg in one cycle, only having to hook up one channel per muscle group. Um, so that's something we kind of teach is we want it to be super simple. And, you know, we tell people, hey, look, starting into the muscle, as long as you're in that area and you're sitting at the pad with a black electrode on uh, snap on top and a red one on the bottom, you're going to get I- ideal kind of uh, – you know, activation. Uh, people get really caught up is, am I doing it right? Is this okay? Yes, it's, it's okay. And yes, that will work. All right. So on that black and red on top and bottom, does that make a big difference? We say that because we've seen people buy devices and they'll hook on the two by four dual snap. Like you're mentioning, they'll put a black and a red electrode on the same one okay. and come back and they're like, Hey, this thing doesn't work. <laughs> like, well, yeah, you know, the problem is, is you're not, you're not properly hooking up the, the muscle group. You're not at the start of the end of the muscle. So yeah, of course it's not going to work. So that's why we just teach that and try to uh, get people to be unconfused on, am I doing it right? Right. So when I was using it in the weight room with uh, my fellow coach that, you know, we do workouts together. So we're just kind of testing it out. He did the same thing. He put both of them. I'm like, no, 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 no. 
just like a you know you has to go from the black to the red so you put the blue cable to here the black cable the red cable to here and so that is definitely an important thing because i saw firsthand where you had to use it so it is really simple to use because we've had one of our athletes um that's been using it for a while for an acl repair and, and there was a lot of damage going on in there so multi-ligament and meniscus and stuff and really struggling with getting that quad strength back and it's been really simple for her to use as well. You know, and I asked her that question. I was like, Hey, what would you tell the company as we're talking to them? And that's what she said was like, it's easy to use and it works. I was like, that's all. I was like, that's all you got. You ain't got nothing more. So go ahead, John. <laughs> and that's what I, that's what I really enjoyed about the compacts too, is I, when I look at these things, I, cause I, a few years ago, I went away from the traditional stim machine. So the big bulky, um, big name, you know, where it just sat, right in the middle of this training room, right on that table, took up all kinds of room. Um, I found that it became more time intensive. So not only did I have to set it up, I had to have the athlete stay right there, uh, not move. And when you have a mass amount of kids come through right at 2.30 in our, our situation, where we're having 20, 30 kids come through and you have a table that is now taken for 20 minutes, then that means probably 10 kids couldn't get treated in that time. Right. What I love about the compacts is two things. Like you said, the easeability or usability. So user um, ease to, to actually just manipulate the, the unit, um, but then to able to move too. So if I have an athlete and, and one of the athletes that I start using it with had a hip flexor strain. Um, so she was able to like actually pull it off the shelf, grab it, hook it up herself, kind of just show me like, hey, I'm here today. And then instead of having to stay on the table, um, she could move to another situation or, you know, say I needed to do a massage or do some type of stretching or anything like that. She was able to jump off, move over, and I'd be able to use the table. So that's what I really, really enjoyed about the compacts is that um, it's actually, you could see me if you, I'm holding it, it fits literally in the palm of my hand. So any athlete can just grab it, hold on to it, walk away and kind of manipulate it themselves um, to, to their ease or to their their tolerance. You know what I love when you bring up? So the big units that are on the table. So we're owned by a large medical company. So Donjoy, Donjoy knee braces are the number one knee brace used on pretty much every major league athlete um, on team sports. They own it. So we actually have a division that makes those large uh, units. Yeah. They're using the complex technology inside of those. But what's so funny is that little handheld one any day of the week blows it out of the water. I mean, I laugh because the guys that are selling the big ones are like, yeah, but we can claim all the medical stuff. It's true, but the guts and the brain inside this little device is as power, it's actually more powerful than the table units. We just can't make all the medical claims because the intended purpose is over the counter. So, you know, it's kind of interesting. Uh, people think that, you know, bigger is better. And truthfully, it's, I mean, this packs more of a punch than most table units. Yeah, and that's what I liked about it too. One of the reasons why I went away from the big units was the liability issue too. It's, you know, the medical device um, legally. Are we as athletic trainers in Michigan? You know, do I need doctor's orders? Do I need to have, um, you know, these are all the questions that start popping up when I was like, do I really need this machine? Because really the main reason why I don't want to use this anymore is the time intensive, you know, time intensiveness of it. It's I have to literally plant a student down for 20 minutes. They stay there um, and nothing else can happen. You know, mm -hmm. so I, I went away from it, but it, it did bring up a lot of those questions because it is a medical device. Right. Do I need certain standing orders? Do I need to have, you know, do I have to write things off uh, on a note? And those are the things that we probably should be doing. But now because I got rid of it, I don't have to worry about that right now. I can do other types of treatments. But now that I'm introducing these, this unit again, it's like, Hey, I really still don't need these things because it's not a true medical device. It, correct, right? Right. Well, it's, it, it's, it's it a is, yeah. medical device, but the intended purpose use is all over the counter. Right. So, yeah. So you're so you're safe to use it. You don't have to practice a protocol because uh, we we've pro, the programs inside are geared towards only OTC. So we do. I mean, look, we get questions all the time that are medical loaded. And I just defer them over to Rick or someone else because I can't give that information. But if somebody else wants to take a deeper dive with their experience, they're more than welcome to. Yeah. All right. So, John, talking about your athlete, you said that had a hip strain and she'll come and put the compacts on. What does that look like for you? What What have you done to teach her? 
to use the compact and what exercises is she doing to use the compact units? Yeah. So it's funny because, um, I, I hadn't had any experience with the compacts um, prior to. So my intern right now, Andrew, had uh, a lot of experience using it his last semester working in baseball um, at, at the collegiate setting. He was able to actually walk her through, which then taught me the, the most appropriate uses for it. So um, she'll come in, she'll actually do the pain, re uh, pain recovery system post-practice. So she'll pop it on, um, do some stretching, do a little bit of ice, um, do some active recovery with it on. Um, and she said within the first couple of days, it was like, oh my God, this thing actually really does work. It's like, I, I notice an, a, a measurable dist, uh, measurable like change in my pain level and my flexibility within my hip. Um, so she's, you know, feeling better at practice. She's, um, she's the type of girl, she's coming back from a couple different injuries. This, you know, this, this poor girl has had multiple injuries over the last couple of years that have literally stemmed from one, uh, you know, each injury to the next injury. So this hip flexor strain is a result of a quad strain. That's a result of her ACL from two years ago, you know, so it's all these things that have been happening to her. And this is the first time where she's been able to take more ownership of her recovery rather than needing us more to guide her. So that's been one of the great things is that she's able to literally grab this thing off the desk, off the table, pop it on. We show, we showed her where to put it. And then she's gone through her own active recovery and herself uh, on her own time without really us needing to guide her. Um, and, and for me, I love the fact that a student athlete can take more ownership over their recovery than having us kind of breathe on, you know, breathe on the back of their neck and say, you need to do this, 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 this. Um, and that's, when somebody does that, it's it's awesome. You see the recovery rate really speed up with that person, that type of person. And the nice part about the device too is, you know, what you're hitting on is you can hand this to someone and it's safe because we use a biphasic current. So the current that goes into the body comes out. Most devices that are on the market use a non-biphasic current, which is really dangerous. Um, if you have plates, pins, screws, hardware in the body, you can actually cause disruption to that hardware in the body, um, which is which is not good. Plus, you can actually throw ice packs on top of the compacts while using it. I mean, you know, the electrodes don't like to get wet, um, but you in fact could get them wet, and you're not going to get electrocuted. You're not going to get shocked. It's not going to it's not going to hurt you because there's capacitors inside that will shut down. Um, we, you know, it's, it's a full safe proof. So, you know, what's nice for you is you can go, here you go, go home. You're not like, oh man, are they going to hurt themselves? You know? Right. Yeah. So we do have uh, Facebook live going on. Right. And so one of the things people, somebody's asking, um, was about the Mark pro. What was that question, Sophia? So it's, it's not a question. It, it was a comment. It said, been looking at Compix versus Mark pro and the cost consumer friendly Portability factors are pushing me towards Compix. Our baseball team was looking into getting one for their team as well. All right, so that's Patrick Roscoe. Is that what this yes. is? Yes. All right, so Patrick Roscoe asking just about the costing, and that's one of the things that I wanted to mention. Uh, we'll we'll kind of talk about that again. You know, Brandon obviously working with Compex is going to talk more about Compex and and what he knows. And it, but we have the Mark Pro here, and we have the Compex here, and so awesome. was that? That makes me really happy. I have one here too, so I could we could talk through them. I love that. All right. So, so, um, in the conversation I had at the beginning of this year with, with Gary, you know, like it was really cool. So just understanding the devices that can be used for recovery. And I, I want to continue to talk about this cause I don't, I don't know that, uh, what I expected for recovery from each of those devices wasn't really what I got, but it was probably because of user error. So I, what I did was just hook up the Mark pro to one side and hook up the Compex to one side and my quads were freaking sore. And <laughs> the next day they were still freaking sore, right? So I was thinking, oh, hey, these both, you know, let me test it out, these things are gonna work, but I was still hurting the same. And so again, when we talk about the, re the resistance training, we'll talk about how we were foolish and just went crazy. But um, just just cover that a little bit for Patrick, just the compare and contrast the Mark Pro versus the Compex. Yeah, so um, I, you know, I have one here. So we test everything that's in market and I always tell people, Please, please, please take the Pepsi challenge. Even at events, we'll tell people, like, take the compacts and go to the other booths and try them side by side. They don't really like that a lot. Um, and, you know, the reason being is 
Uh, Mark Pro only goes up to eight hertz. That's it. I mean, in at full capacity, when you turn the knob 100% up, unless they've come out with something I have not seen, it's only a blood flow program, which is okay. That's that's fine. Eight hertz is good. That's gonna give you some blood flow. But the problem is, is the intensity level. So our max setting, I think Mark Pro, Dave, pull it out of my cabinet. I think the no, no. What's the top knob on it? How high does it go? He'll pull it out. So it goes, I think it's on the top drawer. Yeah, there it is. So the highest level on it, I figure what the knob goes up to. Where's the knob? I believe it goes up to, I don't know what the max Mark knob Pro is. Mark Pro is nine. A Mark Pro is nine. It goes to nine. Okay. nine. We go to 999. And people are like, well, why do you need to go so high? Well, I've had, I've had people walk into our booth and say, hey, look, I can't get my right glute to fire. I've had an injury going on. Can you help me out? I've had to turn those people up to 500, 600. We've had people that are in wheelchairs who haven't walked that want to use it. They're at four or 500. So the power in the device is so important. It's not always a machismo thing like, oh, I went to 999. No, it's actually really important to get certain muscles to fire that are maybe dormant or haven't been used in a while. So the power is really important. So we, can, we both have eight hertz. The difference is, is Mark Pro stops at eight hertz. They go higher on the tens hertz frequency because tens all, all go at a high frequency, but it's not at a contraction level. So zero to 10 is all, all blood flow. So Mark Pro does that. Where we separate and gap is we go up to 125 hertz on the intensity. And what that does is at 65 hertz or higher, so we'll call it from 10 to about 45, you fire the slow twitch muscle fibers. That's what you're recruiting in the muscle group. 65 to 90 hertz is slow slow twitch type 2 muscle fibers. From 90 to 125 is type 2B muscle fibers. So we can sit anyone down in the chair, whether you're the best in the in the in the world or your you know grandma that's looking to get up out of her wheelchair, we can choose what muscle group that we want to target and we can go after that. And our ceiling is so high because everyone needs something different. If you're you know 400 pounds. I can throw it on your core and midsection, get through all that fat layer and grab a hold of your core. It's still in there, right? Just, just because you have fat over top of that doesn't mean that we can't still grab that muscle. So really, you know, those are some main points. Also, all of our devices, except for the mini, are four channels. Mark Pro is two channels. So I could actually be working on two people at one time or four muscle groups at one time. Or on those, you're really limited to just two muscle groups or one person to use it. Yeah, and then and looking at the prices we got myotech our guys over there to send us the prices and so the mark pro is at 655 from them over there and then the compax edge 2.0 which is what we've both john and i have we've been using is at 140. so just thinking you know sophie and i this year we had a uh, power play compression device that we actually gave to one of our athletes the same athlete that actually used the compax to get rid of the swelling and and help with that and so we've we used that and so it's kind of the same idea here that hey Compex is $140. The pads, you know, they're ideally used for one person. So this could right. be where I say, okay, hey, you know, Sophia, you take this home, you use it over the weekend and bring it back. Where at $140, it's still $140, you know, and it's part of the budget. But at $600, it's a lot harder to just hand that device over to somebody and expect them to bring it back. And I know sometimes you guys have sales um, on the Compex where it's like $90 for the Compex Edge 2 or something like that. But the what you get for the price, and again, like you said, there's the four leads, which gives you eight pads or eight, you know, whatever it is. Um, I, in my experience just this year, I prefer the Compex device to the Mark Pro device. Uh, and again, I'm just learning a lot of the the science that you're discussing here with the eight hertz and this and that stuff. So let's go back to the hertz. Uh, I didn't catch all of it. I was trying to write it all down so I can um, put it in later. But if I turn, if I go to, which phase do I have to go to to adjust those hertz? So they're in each program. So you can't actually adjust the hertz. The hertz levels are in the program. So it's preset. Okay. So endurance is, you know, we call it endurance because, you know, it targets that slow twitch muscle fiber group, right? So um, endurance program will obviously give you, you know, it will create muscle domes and things like that because you're recruiting 100% of that muscle, but it's only, you're only getting into the slow twitch fibers. 
So resistance, I don't care who you are, that's the program I always use for anyone, and it's always going to a resistance level five, because now at resistance level five, you're at 75 hertz, so you're already into those type 2A fibers, and you're able to work those. So like I said, about 60 hertz, 65 hertz, you start getting in the type 2A fibers. So I like to go resistance level five because you're a little bit deeper in there. Once you use explosive strength and strength, it's really for some freakish people. I mean, there's not a lot of people that can get into those, that, that can't even recruit those muscle fibers. So they're in there, but I really don't steer people into it. The two programs we always preach is, is pre-warm up or recovery if you have the edge and resistance. I mean, those are what you need. Yeah, I've been using it a lot on the recovery Yep. Um, phase and that's that's where I've found me myself personally um, gaining a lot more out of it um, and, and it's just because I've I've really only been toggling with the recovery versus um, the resistance uh, I did the resistance with a leg workout two weeks ago and just like Jeremy said I was I was miserable for about a day and a half and usually you know, I, I train every day, so it's like I never get sore, and it was the first time I've been sore in a long time. So, Isn't that amazing? So that's our aha moment. That's how we got Phil Heath. That's how we got Matt Fraser. That's how, honestly, that's how we've got all of our athletes. We always get hit up by them. Or they're like, look, we've tried everything on the market. We literally are looking for something that's the best. We heard you guys are the best. Prove it to me. And it's the same thing happens. We, I send them a device. I walk him through a dynamic workout that really is only about eight to 10 rep or rounds or reps. And they go, take it off, call me in two days. And it's the same conversation. I can't go to the bathroom. I can't sit down. I can't tie my shoe. What did you do to me? And it's like, if I can take anyone, right, and make you sore, and if we pick a dominant muscle group, right, so if someone's like, yeah, I'm really quad dominant, and I can create muscle domes in a, in a quad dominant person, that's pretty amazing, especially with no weight, no load. All we're doing is just attacking those muscle fibers and forcing them to work. That's where you're getting the muscle done for. But if you think about it, if you continue to do that to your body, naturally what's going to happen, you're going to get bigger, you're going to get faster, you're going to get stronger. All right, so we're actually going to switch over. So, Sophia, will you turn that on? So I know John and Brandon – you have the devices there with you. You can't see yeah. the camera that we're that we're showing. But Sophia's got it turned on, so she'll hold it up. Can you hold it up closer to the camera there, Sophia? There you go. So so you can click on resistance. Looking at device, you see it in the top right, it has a clock. Again, we're on the resistance face if you guys want to look at it and kind of follow along with me. And then there's a 27. So that 27 is the total time. That includes, right now, it includes the warm-up. It includes the work and then the endorphin release recovery phase that immediately follows the workout then the second thing is the person that had so you can adjust so Sophia will adjust there you see how if you're watching the live stream you know it what body part you're working on so you can adjust that um, when I talked to Rick he said it doesn't really matter what you put on that all right so then the next thing over it looks like a, a radiator or a heater you see like squiggly lines coming up and that is the warm-up so Sophia if you'll turn that off so you can see the time jump down to 22 instead of 27 Right, so that's again just taking off the warm up, but that's what you were talking about earlier, Brandon. The warm up phase, which is the blood flow in the eight hertz area, is that right? Correct. Okay, and then the next thing over is the stair step, and so you see the person standing on step one, so she's turning it up, and now it's at step three, four, five, and you said you pretty much always run it at five, correct? Correct. All right, so why would we run it at one? So if I get somebody who comes in and says, "Hey, look." I, I haven't been working out. I haven't been exercising. I'm just trying to get back into it. I'm probably not going to put them on level five just because they have been working out. Most of the people we work on are athletes um, or, or you know, working out or training three to seven days a week. So that's why I mainly go to resistance level five. But if, if I go to a demo, I mean, we've been to colleges and there's some people that have not worked out for months. I'm not going to put them on, on level five. I want to start them on level one and then gradually build them up. But again, most of our target target audience, the people we work with, are, are able-bodied, constantly doing something. So I go right after level five. All right, so we're going to switch back to the camera and just kind of talk through some of that process. So if she were to hit the last button, so you, if you're again watching the live, you'll see the the red channel. That's the one that's going to hit it says start or that's like select or enter. So we don't have any of the leads hooked up. And so that's what it's indicating now. Hook up the leads, hook the pads up because it won't send the signal. Even if you have the leads hooked up, but not the pads, like it has to, has to have that connection. So like you was talking about, it's pretty 
like, I don't know if fail safe is the right word, but it's pretty safe because you can't increase the intensity if those aren't hooked up and like sensing uh, the connection there. And, and so that's pretty cool. One of the things that I just now learned though, is if, if you hit the yellow button, which is the, I mean the I button, which is below the yellow button, the power button that actually links those channels together. Cause one of the things that I was having trouble with was if I'm trying to increase the intensity, then I have to hit all four of them. And it's like, and then I'm trying to do the workout and trying to increase those. But now if I link those, then I can just hit one, it'll, it'll increase all four, which I can yep. definitely understand the need for individual, but you can link three of them and have one separate. You can link two of them and have two individuals, or you can link all four, or you can have all four individual. So it's a really cool uh, little trick that I just learned from us actually like sticking it in our pocket and realizing, hey, why are those things lit up? Why is it, why are they not all going up? And so that was a pretty cool little trick. So, You've been actually really using it because all the things you're talking through, you know what you're doing. So I'm really impressed. I applaud you. You've definitely been playing with it. Did you guys just see my aha moment just happen over here? <laughs> Goodness gracious, I've been hitting all four buttons at the same time all this time. And now <laughs> I can see those thumbs. That's exactly what we were doing. Okay. So, Sophia, I'm going to give you a chance to talk. Um, you just... You've used the compacts a couple of times on yourself. Mm-hmm. You used it on the quads. Both you and I did that. You know, I think I posted that little video at the very beginning when we did it. So talk to me a little bit about your experience with using the, the compacts on yourself and then your experience afterwards. So usually with my workouts, I, I always involve lower body, right? So I haven't gotten sore in a long time. And I mean, we used that unit, but was it for the time that it was meant to be? Mm-hmm. And I wasn't sore. I was fine. And then the next day I was like, okay, I'm a little sore. The next day, oh my goodness. So what workout did you do though? I, I only did body squats. I mean, I think it was five squats per cycle. Mm-hmm. And oh that was my it. Gosh. Yeah. And I only brought it up to, I think it was 25 and that's it. Uh, no, that's no, no, it. no. You brought it up higher than that on the, on that first time. Yeah, that was, I think, yeah, I think it was 25 or 35. I can't remember, but I was extremely sore. I mean, it was great. It was great because I haven't been that sore in a long time. The best part is everyone that's done that, they're like, I can't sit on the toilet. There's like a free fall for three (laughs) inches the last of the part of the toilet. (laughs) And then, I mean, I can't imagine what Jackson went through because you brought it up to. Yeah, I went to like 125 or something like that. And he says it's nothing but. I only so, went to 35. Yeah, so I thought it only went to 250. And so the other day when we were screwing around, I went up to 204. And I was like, okay, well, that's close enough to the top end. And I don't want to, like, tear something. I don't I don't really know what's going to happen. So I just shut it off there. And then, and like I said, I posted the video of my friend. He was <laughs> – I had it up to, like, 100 on him, 104. And he was – just like freaking out, like I can't straighten my legs. I can't. I can't bend my legs. He was trying to like swat at me to turn the thing off, and so it was, it was really funny. But um, talk to me a little bit more about that experience using. Uh, obviously, we know that it makes you really sore. John said that he was super sore the next day too. So as athletic trainers, we're trying to return kids from surgery. We're trying to return kids from injury. What are some of the ways that we can best use that? So one of my, you know, favorite things that I hear in, you know, inside and out, I mean, we saw a lot, a lot of the major league teams and they're using it on all, you know, the, you basically, let's just take, you know, for example, any, any major league team, right. We'll use a football team. You have, you know, running backs that are worth, you know, 10, $15 million. Right. So one of those guys pop an ACL or do something to their knee. Well, they're down. So how do you keep this high end athlete, um, from from having muscle atrophy or getting set back, one of the common go tos for a lot of like you know ACL guys is compacts on the hamstring and on the quad, and they're right away day one post surgery they're using resistance right out of the gates. People are like, well, wait a second, you know, isn't that going to cause problems? No, because what you're doing is you're you're stimulating the quad and you're stimulating the hamstring at the same time, and because the channels are synced and they never break you can't get flexion in the knee, right? Because you're stimulating both together, so it won't allow the knee to flex. So you, you now have someone who is, what's that? Uh, we, we hadn't thought about putting them both at the same time because, you know, we got kids that are, well, you can't bend past 90. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was talking to No, 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 no. <laughs> Go ahead. I encourage you to try it. So that's the nice part about having four channels, right? So you could technically stimulate the right quad, right hamstring, left quad, left hamstring, sitting down in a bed, not being able to move. 
Then you go down and go around the knee and go down into the uh, into the calf. You can also fire that calf as well. So really, these guys and these teams and these um, you know agents are realizing, oh my God, I can start working my athlete day one post surgery to keep him on track. But the other thing that the people don't realize is pre warm up, what we're doing or active recovery, we're giving that accelerated oxygenated blood flow. What happens when you have an injury? If you provide fresh ox fresh oxygenated blood flow. What's going to happen? You're going to decrease swelling. You're going to de change the coloration. You're going to help that area heal faster. It's not magic. It's just that's truth. And having the ability to also ice on top of compacts at the same time, now you're really unlocking some, you know, pretty crazy recovery potential in someone. So, you know, our thing is, is I always tell people, hey, consult your, your PT, your doc, and figure out how you want to do it. The hard part is a lot of doctors don't understand outside of the U.S., all of our international devices all have medical claims in there. You know, muscle atrophy, hypotrophy, um, you know, muscle spasms, uh, all these different programs, capitalization. But, you know, it's different. They're flying by a different set of rules. MDR is going to change a lot of that. But in the U.S., I always tell people, hey, get with your PT. The, the doctors and the PTs that get it are getting their athletes back really fast. I don't know if you saw the story on, on Kevin Hart when he had his car accident, he was on the Today Show using Compax. He works out of Sports Rehab of LA, they use Compax. And I went up there and we did the aha moment, the same thing you did. Oh my God, we haven't thought about putting on the hamstring and quad. So we ran these guys through. So when you turn on the Today Show, there's Kevin Hart with Compax on his back. I mean, they're using it on this guy right away, day one, after his injury, because you want to get that area clear of all that garbage get some fresh blood in there, get some fresh oxygen in there. Um, so again, just expediting that whole recovery process while maintaining that muscle. I mean, you can't ask for anything else. And again, that's the, that's the difference between us versus everyone else. They can't do that. Um, you know, we have locked channels. You don't know what you're going to get on some of these other devices. I mean, we have wireless devices, our compact wired wireless device, is always seeing so is the menu if something breaks it shuts down I encourage you to like we always tell people if you want to do the real Pepsi challenge put on someone else's device and then tear off the electro pad and hold on to it and see what happens you're gonna be like ah oh, trying to get it off your finger and then your buddy's getting shocked and you guys are both trying to stop this thing with compacts you tear it off it shuts the device down instantly right so again Going back to that safety thing, if you have a 20, you know, 15, 20 million dollar running back, something happens to that electrode, starts shocking him, causes him to jump, he bends that knee, now you got a problem. So, you know, this thing's been around for 36 years. We've done our due diligence on how to make it work and to make sure that it works right. And that's one of the things I really appreciated about out of it too is the the electrodes. Uh, I don't know that was a question we had kind of for a little bit later, but like how resilient they were, but also how safe they were too. Uh, they're not the typical like plug-in ones, you know. It's I like that snap. I love uh, like when you just look at the unit, you you can tell that it's safe. You could tell that the uh, the electrode and the electrode uh, connection isn't going to lead to something worse. Um, and that's that's what I love about it too. Is you know it's a safe device. It's you can tell it's resilient. The device itself, but also the the electrodes and all that stuff. It's going to be resilient. So myself working in a high school setting, I know I'm going to be able to use it multiple times without it failing or without like a mislead or something like that. Uh, and that's one of the things I really enjoy about it. Great. Yeah, the electrode. I mean, honestly, we do spend double the amount of money that everyone else does on electrodes. Like they're not cheap. They're made. They're made here locally. Um, by a company that's been doing it for about 40 years. We pay the price because we want you – exactly what you just talked through is that's what we strive to do every single time. And it sucks because it does cost us more money, but it's worth it in the end. Right. So let me jump in real quick. <clears throat> there is – actually, I just ordered some on Amazon, some knockoff Compex pads, right? Because – <laughs> yeah, good. Well, I wanted to try. I was like, well, let me order them. Let me try it. Let me just see what happens. And so I haven't gotten them in yet. And so it's interesting that we just had this conversation because, um, you know, after we've used them three, four, five times, and then we're over there doing, you know, 12 minutes worth of air squats, we get a little sweaty. So those pads do start to like, they'll peel halfway off my leg. And then, you know, I, like you said, I'll reach down there and I'll go to put it back on. And like my finger, it starts tingling through my finger. Well, it hasn't come completely off. So I don't know. Like I haven't had the experience where it comes off and it shuts down. I've had it where it comes partially loose, but I'm still working. Like I'm doing the squats or the deadlifts or whatever it is. And then, then it comes off and then I just kind of press it back down and I can feel the, the tingling in my fingers. But 
talk to me about the the pads. What what am I going to get whenever I use those knockoff Amazon pads? So honestly, uh, it's it's we try to. I mean, we've had legal involved to try to stop that because truthfully, it could actually you you could get burned. And the reason being is we have so much power coming through the device. The problem is, and we've taken these electrodes apart. I mean, if you take apart a complex electrode, if you take the, here's how you'll understand. When you get the device, I know you guys can see me on camera. What I encourage you to do is to go ahead and take the take the electrode, grab a, a, a pocket knife or anything like that, and basically what you're going to do is try to pry off this back pit. And what you're going to notice is you can't peel it apart from the actual snap. So in the middle of the snap, it's hollowed out. So that's actually a composite injected mold that allows the power to dis uh, disperse. So there's no black hole. On the other devices, when you break it apart, this back black area is actually a plastic sticker that goes over a silver tab electrode. So when you peel that off, now you have a hot spot. So the, the crazy part is, is you're literally, the only thing that's dividing you from, on the cheapy electrodes is a little film of vinyl under the tab. So try to peel it apart. I really encourage you guys to do it. And you'll notice that the actual head will come apart as one whole unit. The actual snap will tear it out. Yeah, or break I actually apart. had that on two of them. Like I said, we've been using them. And so the kids will pop it off. And so then they're like, what happened? And I'm like, well, the whole snap popped off, right? It wasn't just, just like a little bit coming off. So interesting. When, they, when they're done, they're done. Um, and we make them that way on purpose because they're not – it, you'll, you'll notice the Chinese ones, the cheap Chinese ones, it's it's literally a, something on the back protecting the current from going through, and it's just a little vinyl strip. So it's, uh, you know, we've had people go, hey, I bought this thing, and it was, you know, really discomforting, or I got a little slight burn. Or It's like, hey, whose electrode did you buy? Well, I got it on Amazon. It's like, you can't do that. This That's like, uh, you know, if you own a diesel truck or if you don't own a, a nice car, they tell you put Rotella in diesels, not you know typical 1030. You're gonna blow your engine. It's the same thing on this. You know if you have uh, you know people that buy really high end cars that put 87 octane in there, it's the same thing. You're gonna blow you're gonna blow something eventually. It's the same purpose with Compacts. You gotta put the good product with the, with the correct product. <laughs> All right. So what is the life expectancy of those pads? So I purposely have done all everything I'm telling you guys or anything I'll ever ask you to do, I've done to myself. Um, I've been able to get about two months out of electrodes, but I follow the exact specification. No oil on the skin, wipe the skin down, no moisture on the skin. Dry skin ran. I've been able to get about two months out of them. Towards the end, they were starting to flop over. But I've also had them last one session if I'm training really intensely with them and I'm building up a high sweat. I mean, they're cooked at that point. So if you're sweating a lot through them, you're going to burn them faster. If you're doing the precautionary stance, not having oils or lotions on your skin, wiping your skin down, putting them back on. If you look on the back, it's kind of funny, stupid, but funny. You look at one side and it says on. You look at the other side and it says no. So putting them on the right way. I mean, there's all sorts of little tricks that we, we give online that we suggest on how to take care of them. I teach that to my kids all the time. I say, look, this says on, this says no. Put them on, on, not on, no. So, yes, that's. So just if you take all those steps, you can get it. I would say the average consumer, if you take all the proper steps, you can see about a month life out of them. And that was me using it daily on my legs um, just to see what, what happens. Um, you know, again, Dave and I, if we tell someone to do something at 999, We've done it on 999. I mean, like, you know, it's, we, we tell you, we're only going to preach what we've actually used or what we actually do. I know when I talked to you guys when, with Gary at Mark Pro, they had like a, a loaner thing to where you could try it for a month. And so somebody in the Facebook Live asked, is there, what's the best way to get like a trial to kind of test it out? So, you know, technically that's against the FDA's ruling. Um, you're not allowed to, due to the FDA, in that, so we, we give away a lot of products here. I'm just being honest with you because if someone buys a device from us, they open it and they use it, unless you send it back through the test lab to retest that whole device, the FDA will not let you resell it. We know it's safe. We know it's okay to reuse, but I can't resell it. So, you know, if someone's really interesting in demoing one, we can get them set up with a demo unit or they can come see us at one of the events. We're going to be at Wadapalooza. We'll be at the Arnold. 
we'll be at the um, Waterpalooza event in Del Mar, the CrossFit Games, uh, you know, Rock and Roll Marathons, Ironman Kona. So we have a pretty large list of events that we're going to. Um, but, I mean, definitely reach out to us and ping us if they really want to try it. I don't have a problem sending, sending demo, demo units out to someone, you know, especially if they can help spread the word. But, I mean, I don't have a demo program or a loaner program. It's just – it's the FDA will knock on our door because we're a big company. All right. So on, on the website, there's plenty of videos of how to use it, of the pad placement and things like that. And and so just here, I know you said you got Dave here, and I'm sure he's just been sitting there waiting, ready to, to kind of show <laughs> us his stuff. So so what if you're going to do one demo for us right here on, on live? What is that going to be? Yeah, you're going to put on your spandex, Dave, right? Yeah, we're going to do a quad demo real quick, and I'm going to show you something really fast. And it's it's the most effective easy to understand way of doing it and how I like to run demos. So we'll, we'll go ahead and do that. The interesting part is I'm going to show you guys, no one, and I repeat, no one has seen. So our wire device, just so everyone knows, if you want a good deal, buy a wire device now because we are coming out with a wired 3.0 and the wired 3.0 is the most easy to use, understand device. It tells you where to put the pad, how to put the pads, what the programs mean, what they do, why to use them. So these will be coming out around April. So basically all the wired devices now, if you want a good deal, now's the time because when these come up, I mean, the prices will lift a little bit, but this is just an easier to use. I mean, it's almost the size of my iPhone. It actually is the same size as my iPhone. So, and it operates just like kind of like a, a nav wheel. It's very, very easy to use. So. Um, I'm going to use the new wired on Dave actually. So Dave, we're going to go ahead and hook up your, uh, do the full hookup on the quads. All right. So I do have one. I just saw here in the, in the notes. So the endurance phase has like a 10 second cycle with a, like a two to three second rest. And then the, the resistance has like a 10 second on 10 second off. Why the 10 seconds? So again, it's, it's, Eight seconds of uh, it's eight seconds of work, four seconds of rest on uh, endurance or on on wire. Oh, I'm sorry, I need to drink more of my coffee. <laughs> eight seconds of work, four seconds of rest on resistance, uh, and then on the endurance, it's basically eight and three. It's a shorter it's a shorter duration on endurance. And as you go into strength, it's three seconds of work with up to thirty seconds of rest. And on explosive strength, it's basically two seconds of work with almost a minute of rest. So it's kind of replicating tell people like, hey, when you go to the gym and you're in high intensity workout, you're constantly going, 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 just the way that the endurance of the resistance goes. You're constantly on, right? If you're doing a heavy three by three, you're taking longer breaks in between those in, in between those reps. If you're going for one rep max or building that one one rep max, you're taking longer breaks in between and you're only doing one or two pulls, right? So it's really the device kind of mirrors that training uh, regimen. Um, if that makes sense. And then, so with the, with the edge 2.0, you can't adjust those cycles and any of the devices, can you adjust those cycles? No, we don't allow it. We don't allow it again. Cause it, it, then you start getting kind of complicated with the FDA. You know, literally the device, Dave and I became so, you know, in tune with this thing. I mean, it's, it's a really big company, especially in Europe. When we showed up, we were the only guys here in the U S and no one really, at the time, no one in Europe really wanted to talk to the American guys, right? They're like, yeah, good luck, boys. So Dave and I just hooked ourselves up. And, I mean, we've, we've messed ourselves up really good. You can't actually hurt yourself with Compex. If you start throwing 225 pounds or 125 pounds on a bar or 135 pounds on a bar, yeah, you can hurt yourself. But if you're just using static or dynamic body movement, you're not going to have any problems. I mean, again, yeah, you could fall over, right? Like I've seen some people fully extend their legs and they fall over. Well, you can't do that. I mean, so, you know, you're not going to tear the muscle from anything uh, by using complex because all we're doing is recruiting the muscles that you have and commanding those to work. After a while, it goes up to 999. But after a certain number, the body can no longer recruit that number. So now it becomes kind of a fictitious number. Um, so, you know, the body can only do so much. During the, the work rest phase so like i said there's the 10 seconds of work and i think said eight and four so the eight seconds of work four seconds of rest so if i crank those numbers up to 125 while i'm i'm doing my body weight air squats what does it matter what those four seconds off are because you can wow. adjust those as well you can adjust those as well it's just a slight twitch just to keep the body moving so really you're focusing on the contraction uh on the contraction uh intensity level so it should just be a slight twitch uh, you should be able to feel it, but it shouldn't be making you contract. 
No. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn the camera so you guys can see. I'm going to kind of put the device in. So Dave, I want you to sit down on the uh, sit down. So everybody meet Dave. Dave is the guy behind the camera. If you ever watch that show, Till Time with Till Mallon, the guy okay. behind the fence, that's Dave. So now you guys are going to get to see him. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to hold it up so you guys can see his quad. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put Dave right into on the new wired device. I'm going to go in and I'm going to go into muscle building. I'm going to go into resistance. I'm going to put Dave because he's an expert. I'm going to take him up to level five. I'm going to turn on all his channels. And so what I like to do is I want to see I want to see how Dave reacts, right? So the idea behind the pre-warm-up is I want to see what his body's doing. I want to see if there's any kind of inconsistencies. I want to see if he's off balance. I want to see how balanced he is or how balanced he's not. Dave's pretty balanced. You know, you can see his right's twitching a little bit faster than his left. That's okay. Everyone's got an imbalance. So a lot of – PTs and coaches like this as well because you're instantly going to see what's going on with the body. The body starts talking and you can figure out what's going on. So now you can see actually his left quad starting to pick up a little bit more than his right. So this is kind of a good way for me to gauge. He's at 49. He's getting twitches at 49. Okay, good. I kind of know where I want to start Dave. So now what I'm going to do is I'm going to go forward and the new wire device you can fast forward easier. So I'm going to turn – oh, no, pull your legs back out. He's at 18 – He's okay. I got him up to uh, 20 in between rest, and now he's at 20, 30, 40. Stick your legs out there. Come on. I'm gonna take him up to about. I'll take him to 100 first. All right. So we got Dave going up to 100 on the contraction levels. So what he's gonna do is you can see everything's contracting. I can kind of see what's going on. What's interesting is Dave's not having little twitches in his quad, which means I don't have him up high enough. I just know this from using the device. So I'm gonna turn him up a little bit more. There we go. I'm seeing Dave's quads twitch now. It's exactly what I want to see. So he's at 164 <clears throat> on the in-between. So after this set, I'm going to have Dave stand up, and I'm going to have him do a couple really slow air squats. There we go. Now he's working. And this is kind of what we're going to do. We're going to do five rounds of this, and I'm going to call it. I never do more than eight. So if you look at Dave, he's got slight flexion in the knees. I do not want his knees fully extended because what will happen is he could actually fall over. So keep flushing your knees, Dave. And then I'm going to have him go down 1, 1,000, 2, 1,000, 3, 1,000, pause in the hole, and then come up. So we're getting ready to go. And go, Dave. If you notice, I'm going to crank him up to about 200. I'm having him sit in the hole, 201, 204. Rest and down. Take him up to about 290. Come on, Dave. Come on, sit in the hole. Come on. There you go. Up. Okay. And down. Come on. Sit in the hole. Hold the way down. There we go. We got him at 298. Holding. Not yet. Not yet. Come on. In the hole. Yep. Okay. I'm going to have Dave do this about three more times. And down. When he's coming up and you're saying sit in the hole, sit all the way down, is that like an involuntary standing up because the quads are firing so hard? Or is it because... His his quads are wanting him to get out of that bottom position really bad. Sit down. And it's because everything's under full contraction. I mean, he's fully loaded, under load. I mean, uh, I'll do one more load and I'll let him talk because he probably can't talk very well. He's probably going to fall over. He's, he's feeling it. <laughs> he's at 298. Worked out this morning at 6 a.m. So he's, he's, he's hurting, starting to sweat a little bit. Wants to sit down, sit in the hole. So really he's fighting against that eccentric contraction of the quads, right? When he's going, right. when he's trying to force himself further into that squat. Correct. So go ahead and use it on Dave. So what I did by doing this with Dave, I mean, how are you feeling, Dave? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, tell everyone that is out there, what did you feel like? Did you feel like you had, you know, any weight against you? I mean, what did you feel? Yeah, there, there definitely feel like there's load on there. Um, it does feel like you have a barbell on your back. So, I mean, it is trying to fight against the contraction because, yeah, it does want to bring you back up. But – I'm out of breath. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I were to equate it to a weight load on your back, right? If you were to have that in a front rack position, front rack squat, what did that feel like to you? No, it definitely feels like you have, you know, maybe a 265, you know, 280 on there. But it does feel heavy. You're forced into that, squeezing your core. I mean, it's driving his knees out too. I mean, he can't cheat. He can't cheat anything, right? Like, so coaches and trainers love it because they're forced – 
to get into that proper position to get into that squat. You're not going to be doing any kind of butt weak squats, right? You're going to have to really get down. You have to drive those knees out, bring that chest up, and get down in the hole. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to do it. So another little trick I like to do is, you know, when people are doing demos, I like to hook up their core. Uh, their core. So I'll put two channels, one channel on each quad, and then I'll hook up their core and then make them squat. And they're just like, oh, my God. Because now they can't cheat that midline section. It's almost like we strapped him into a weight belt, and now we're asking him to give us squats. I don't like to have people bang out a bunch of squats. What I had Dave do in that nice sit in the hole, it's really effective. You can do five sets around, but, man, you're going to jack yourself up. So my kind of getting people going, nice, slow, controlled, you can always increase that. But that's kind of what I just did with Dave is my go-to demo for everyone I always do. Just to, I mean, I won't turn them up to 300, but I want to see what's happening and I want to get them to, it's that light bulb effect. Like, okay, I understand what you're talking about now. All right. So the, the time frame on the resistance training is, like I said, it's 22 minutes. So it's 12 minutes of work and 10 minutes of the endorphin release phase. So if you're, if you're only doing eight reps or maybe even two sets of eight reps, then what are you doing for the rest of that time? So I would, I always tell people, if you really want to see some gains, do eight rounds and do one squat per round when you're getting going for the first couple weeks, right? Nice, slow, sit in the hole, come out. Do that eight rounds, okay? Then the rest of it, sit down and just, or stand, I like to stand, I'll do it on my desk, and just fight through that contraction. Squeeze your quads while it's contracting. You can either just stand there at your computer, if you have a standing desk or you know, sit down and what you want to do is fight against that contraction and go ahead and ride the rest of the program out. What that's doing is you're basically, you went dynamic and then you went static, but your muscles are still being forced to work and forced to be engaged. So you're still going to be really sore. You're still going to see those gains, but it's kind of like really stepping into the program opposed to just jumping in the deep end, not knowing how to swim. Um, you know, kind of getting that person acclimated to what's going on. What are the top troubleshooting areas that you see customers having and that you need to explain out to them? Yep. So number one is everybody goes, this charging port doesn't work, right? <laughs> That's our, like one of our top, top things that people ask. And the reason being is because it's a safe device, you must unplug the cable. So, you know, if I hold this thing up to the screen, when I go ahead and I'll pull, you know, something, if I try to wedge in anything in here, it won't work. So you have to unplug this, and there's actually a slide bar inside the device. You can see it down in the hole. When the electrode or the cable's plugged in, let me see if I can do it without messing everything up here. So you can see when I plug it in, ah, oh man, it's so hard to see. You can see, look at, you see how those, those little spikes sticking up in the middle of the electrode channels? Yeah, I can see that. When I release it, they go away. So you have to have the electric cables unplugged to charge this thing. So that's number one. Number two is the it's common. We'll do a demo with someone. They'll go home. They'll buy the device. Come back to our booth the next day. My device doesn't work. What'd you do? Show me how you hooked it up. They always tend to put the black and the red snap on the dual and think it's working. Those are pretty much the only two things that we really have on troubleshooting. The device is, I mean, really, really durable. Um, so this is a big no-no. When we see this, this is obviously wrong. Um, that's mainly it. I mean, I've thrown the thing down. I've dropped it, kicked it. I mean, we beat the living life out of these things just to make sure that, you know, if someone calls and says it stopped working, well, what happened? You know, give us kind of a rundown. Those that, are the main issues. The charging port thing was the first thing that kind of caught us. Uh, one of the ones that we had, uh, the battery was, was already low. So like it, it, my intern and myself, we were trying to figure out how to plug it in. We were reading the manual and it was literally, it was the the scene from Zoolander where they're like beating <laughs> up the computer and the files are in the computer. Like that's literally what we were doing. And then eventually like I just got lucky and it like slid in and I'm like, wow, what? Like it was a, it was an amazement of that's actually really cool because it makes it safe, makes it safer. But then it's like, wow, I feel like an idiot. Like, <laughs> don't go bad. It is the most common question. I have friends of mine who are engineers and battalion chiefs and fire department <laughs> operating million dollars of equipment on fire trucks, and they they break it. They stick a screwdriver and snap it. <laughs> what are you doing? Like, so that that's mainly the the two uh, things that we see. Awesome. All right, so we didn't even get to the complex fix, right? And, but I think, you know, with this being like at an hour already, there's still a couple more questions that, that I have about this device, but I think we're going to 
test it out some more and then we'll come back and revisit this some some other time um, and go from there. And so on the recovery phase, one of the things that, like I mentioned earlier, what, what should I feel like? Cause you said on, like if I set the device to recovery, like it should just yep. feel like a twitch or should it feel like a strong contraction? You don't want to see a contraction. You want to see the muscle physically twitching. So you want to see a really nice twitch. Anything kind of just really pulsating is not enough. You want to see it twitching. It doesn't have to be going crazy, but you want to see the muscle twitching at a decent rate. That's plenty. What you're going to notice is that you put it on. Let's just call it. You turn it up. You're seeing good twitch at 30. Five minutes, three minutes later, it, the twitch is going to start subsiding. It means the body's kind of waking up to it and getting used to it. So you're going to have to turn it up to maybe 35, 37, 38. So you'll notice that you might start at 25 in the program and you might finish closer to 50. But just kind of keep an eye on it. You just kind of monitor the twitching. It's, it's pretty easy. So you mentioned a lot of shows that you'll be at. If somebody wants to gonna get a hold of you or maybe find one of the places where you're going to be at, what's going to be the best way to do that? Yeah, so they can uh, write us direct. Uh, we're working on uh, improving our Instagram messaging. You guys can always email David. He's going to kill me for it, but David's always reliable. David.Hernandez at djoglobal.com. I can send you that over. Dave's uh, truly, besides myself, I got hit by an ice cream truck tomorrow. Dave's probably the only other knowledgeable guy in the U.S. besides Rick uh, and I. So Dave can help you out, um, you know, um, answering product questions, things like that. So uh, feel free to reach out. He's also mainly the smiling face you're going to see at most of the events. He runs all our events for us as well. Why an ice cream truck? Why did you get by an ice cream truck? Well, just most random thing, right? <laughs> Email Dave because there were some people that were saying, hey, I'm interested and hey, is there a way I can test this out? I want to see on the on the Facebook Live. Um and so I appreciate everybody on the Facebook live checking in and again, email Dave again, david.hernandez at djoglobal.com. That's it. And he'll respond to you. And then, then he'll respond, let you know, maybe they have a, a refurbished device they can send out. Or like you said, there's a sale because once they release the new ones in April, it's really, I think when I saw the ads, it was like $90, $99 for the Compact Edge 2.0, which is the... I think the lower end model, because there's like three above it and, you know, it is wired. So it's simple, easy to use, cost effective. And so, you know, most athletic trainers can manage $100. Uh, so check that out there. So email Dave, maybe he'll give you a special uh, sports medicine broadcast discount. I don't know. So you got to heckle him a little bit and then tell him you listen to the show and he'll give you a good deal. Give Dave a hard time. Tell him he didn't even <laughs> squat like a real man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Best way to get a hold of you again, like you said, contact David. John uh, is always on social media. John Seco. John, anything else that they need to do to get a hold of you? Yeah, feel free to shoot me an email at jcieco at Bloomfield, B O B L O O M F I E L D dot O R G. So jcieco at bloomfield.org. Um, I have stepped away. It's funny because um, just this past month, I was lauded for my social media um, in our executive board meeting and uh, right around the same time I decided I need to really take a little bit of a break for it. So if you haven't seen me on Instagram or anything like that, um, I'm actively trying to step away from those things. So the best way to get a hold of me is through email. Uh, I'm going to try to keep my Twitter uh, up a little bit, especially with March coming rolling around. Uh, but actively I'm uh, trying to be a little bit more appropriate and um, trying to step away from the monster that is social media. So it's a good and a bad, and I know it helps us out, but at the same time, I want to make sure I'm taking my time from there. Fantastic. I've been logging out of social media on the weekend. So like usually Friday night, I'll log out and then I'll log back in Monday morning or something like that. So same idea. So email John, if you got some questions, uh, you want to talk to him about the product or any of the other stuff that we've mm -hmm. talked about with ton with John again, Brandon said, reach out to Dave and they'll, they'll work with you there on the Compex. Like I said, compexusa.com, or if you just Google Compex, it'll take you to the website and it'll show you different videos, different places to put the pads, ways to use it. And then obviously all the stuff we've talked about here today. So Brandon, if you got any parting advice, tips, uh, things not to do, what would that be? No, I just say, you know, put it on, use it. <clears throat> As you guys have seen, I'm really impressed with you guys. You guys have figured it out. It's just using it. Once you use it, it becomes really easy to use. It's not complex. It's not complex. 
Um, if you really truly add it into your programming, I give everyone the 45 day challenge. Try it for 45 days, man. Throw it, throw it into what you do. You will notice a difference. So, um, no, thanks for having us on the show. Appreciate it. Um, and just thinking out of the top of my head, if anybody listens to the show today that wants to get a wired device, we'll honor their performance, which is the mid-tier device, at the uh, 109 price because they listen to the show, which is obviously what? How much off, Dave? Uh, it's, it's like 50, 60 bucks off retail. So anyway, so Ping Dave, we'll honor that. That will give you the six programs opposed to the three. So we'll kind of hook you guys up. We'll send you guys some new, new devices too. Fantastic. All right. So until next time. Uh, obviously, like I said, you can check out Myotech for those things, or you can go direct to Dave and he'll, he'll honor the, uh, SMB price match thing there. So this is sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash complex live again, sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash complex live. So for Dave, the squat machine, Jeremy, John, Brandon, and Sophia, and then my students that, that were, uh, you know, test subjects as well. And then for, uh, my buddy, Nick, that, that again, Every time I see that video, I laugh. So just look at my social media and it's really funny. You just see him try, trying to get that thing off. It was fantastic. So for right. everybody here at the Sports Medicine Broadcast, that is a wrap. Thanks. Thanks, guys.